Family is everything. It's also the hardest thing. As a parent, it's our job to do our best and bring our best. But sometimes we need help. We want to add strength to your family, challenge you to grow, help when you get stuck, make you laugh, and encourage you to choose connection over the chaos. This is Coffee, Kids, and Crazy. Well, welcome to the podcast, and it's the Christmas edition. This is the Christmas edition. I should have brought jingle bells. Yeah, you know, maybe we could plug so, in yes. Alvin. <laughs> yes. We could add that just so you could be scarred for a little bit longer from your childhood. Yes. Everyone use your imagination. Just hear jingle bells mm-hmm. and Alvin and Chipmunks in the and background Batman right spells now. And yes. Robin laid an egg. That's what I think of when I hear jingle bells. Yes. But hey, you know, it is this time of the year where everything gets a little bit busier mm-hmm. and, um, you know, we regret leaving our house a little bit. This is when I love Amazon. Yeah. Because I don't really amazing. have to go anywhere or anything shopping online. Do you know that Target also does like um, you can order it and then pick it up in the store? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, the Johnson family. We oh, are Target Red are- Carters. <laughs> We're like, we get that 5% deal oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. or whatever. And oh, yeah. Yes. I, it's, Target is amazing. It, I, is, it's, it was Becky's happy place, and mm-hmm. it's slowly become one of my happy places Isn't as well. It's, I, it's I'm nice. trying to convince Ben that Target is better than Home Depot. Yeah. I mean, there is a Starbucks when you walk in. That's true. It just so, greets you. So, right. It's trying to make you happy. And, yes. <laughs> I think it is. And then you add Christmas on there. Have you ever done Black Friday shopping? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very scary. I think it tests everything that it could test in me. My Christianity, yeah. my marriage, it's, my love I mean, for you, my children. You find out who you really are when you're fighting another human being for a discounted TV. Yep. So that's when that's when the realness comes out in people is at Black Friday shopping. So I we've think, kind of transitioned into the Cyber Monday mm-hmm. order from the couch. And totally. Becky makes fun of me every year because I, I do almost all my Christmas shopping in the same 24-hour window. Okay. I just knock it all out. That's one, one day. This is all I got to do. Let's do it right now. Well, so it works. But I just need to make sure that my Christmas bonus comes by Cyber Monday. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, it gets really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're just gonna then eat it's, top ramen. It's Cyber Debt Day is what it becomes. <laughs> Yay! Yes. No, yeah. It's not. That's not the goal. <laughs> but anyways, we hope that you're surviving this season a little bit better than all of our hardest times. But. Um, yes, and hopefully you've discovered Amazon and uh, the online version of Target. And maybe it, there's maybe there's snow where they're at. Yeah, and Starbucks is rolling out their red cups. That's oh, always our yeah. like official Christmas marker. That's true. They've changed to the red cups. So Merry thanks, Christmas. Starbucks. Yeah. For I do love every year. Season. It's like a what is it going to be? What is it going to be? Yeah. I did you, you remember just the plain red one? And they're like. Now decorate it yourself. I was <laughs> yes. I was slightly disappointed because I am not an artist. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's another, it's a paper solo cup. Yes. Is what I that, we just handed you a chore. That's what that is. <laughs> yes. You want to drink coffee, but now you need to design now you a have cup. To be creative. Can you draw mistletoe? I cannot. Nope, nope so, I can't. Yes. Anyways, but hey, thinking of coffee. It's a good transition. I know. We're and, just into the most wonderful named segment of all segments, mm-hmm. the coffee segment. I actually have coffee with me today. Yes, yes. Um, but mm-hmm. quiet time. Yes. What's happening there? What is What has been the go-to quiet time for you? Well, I think that um, quiet time 
especially when children in school, has to happen either at 5 a.m., mm-hmm. which, if I'm honest, is not necessarily something that happens <laughs> <laughs> because I don't go to bed early enough. And um, so I'm praying more that Jesus meets me before um, that in my dreams. Yes. But um, yes. it usually comes after I drop the kids off and I get to the office because I'm the only one in the office that has kids other than my parents, but they don't take me to school anymore. Yeah. So um, I get here and there's no one here, which I love, which means I can play really loud worship music or walk around and pray and no one thinks I'm crazy. Yes. So that works. Yeah. Um, and it's just, I think that's probably where I, I end up having my quiet time is at the office because again, I'm here for at least a solid hour where no one is interrupting mm. me. That's, and that's kind of it. It's like the uninterrupted space yeah. is so valuable. I keep trying to, um, I keep trying to squeeze reading time into right before falling asleep, mm. which is sometimes very counterproductive because yeah, I would think so. Then, I'm, then I'm just falling asleep. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I get, you know, like three pages in and then I'm asleep. <laughs> if I get three, that's, that's, that's me. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, a... that's ambitious to say three pages. How but, big um, is your font though? On yeah, your Bible? Totally. <laughs> Cause that might actually only be one page. Yes. I'm just reading Lucy's, um, child's Bible. <laughs> oh, so it's good. I can do like a few chapters so one verse. in about a minute. Yeah. yeah it's awesome. So the highlights, the highlights, yes. oh, that's but we were talking about, so the, the best season of taking care of ourselves kind mm-hmm. of versus the worst season. So mm-hmm. what are, what are those examples for you? Yeah, I often I feel like um, my best season is birth because of my worst season. Mm-hmm. I would say yeah. for me, um, you know, normally I I get in my head I'm I'm not the optimist in my family. I'm normally the sky is falling mm-hmm. and what is going wrong. It's just going to get worse. <laughs> That's where I tend to be, which is why I'm so thankful for Ben. Yeah, because he is not that. Um, yeah. But I think normally my worst season looks like um, I let the busy take over mm-hmm. all the quiet time. I let the laundry take it over. I let, um, you know, everything else consume that place of where I was supposed to take care of myself. And, um, yeah. you know, and I, it doesn't even become where I don't even, I start to not even think about it, I think. And I just completely fall into the black hole of, just, I do it on my own. Yeah. That would be the, really what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, and then I think, I guess the best is usually from that black hole, I start realizing I'm failing miserably (laughs) and I'm sinking and this quicksand is only getting worse and I feel hopeless and discouraged. And that's usually where I go. Oh, that's right. I know how to fix this. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I, I listened to a podcast, which actually your wife suggested a while ago. I don't, it was this summer, but, um, Bill Johnson put it out there and I can't remember what it is. It was something about being in the word. And I think he put it out in July Yeah. and it was really just a reference of those key scriptures that were seasons in our life. And, Mm. um, and, and just that kind of helped us in those moments and, um, pull out strength and you know yeah. sometimes they don't make any sense when you go back and read them you're like i know i needed that for that moment but maybe right now it doesn't apply but i yeah. i know i know why i read it yeah i yeah. remember why i read it so i think for me that's um those are always my favorite when i find in my bible there's some like almost a whole chapter that's been highlighted and i'm like <laughs> yes. wow i was must have been really in a spot of i needed 
yeah. all of this. Yes. I didn't have yeah. just one verse. I it's needed not a all. verse. I need a whole book. <laughs> I need. I need a book this year, Lord. Yeah. yeah. I do think that I tend to read like um, Ruth and Esther and, and stories about these powerful women when I feel like I'm failing as a a mom and a wife and just yeah. I think because I just their stories are so yeah inspiring to me. Yeah. So those are those are kind of my best. That's yeah, no, I, I, I actually super relate to that because I think I actually think for me, um, probably one of my one of the seasons I wasn't taking great care of myself wasn't that long ago. I mean, it was mm. probably um, eight months ago or something. But it's funny because for me, my perspective is a little bit different than yours, mm-hmm. where I'm kind of more of the optimistic oh, person. That's good. Which has so you know, our viewers are and our <laughs> listeners are in right. good tidings right yeah, there. Yeah, you're getting you're getting both perspectives. <laughs> but for me, I have I I would have kind of a tendency to look at you know a season that's not so great, and mm-hmm. instead of analyzing it in a in a really intelligent way and going, <laughs> this isn't great. I'm kind of I'm kind of convincing myself like, oh, this is fine and yeah. and this is good, and I'm doing okay. Um, which can then leave me a little like in a stalemate in that <laughs> position. So I was probably there for a while. Longer um, than you wanted to be. Much longer than I wanted to be for sure. And and I think even the funny thing was in that season, because I, I actually do, um, it's one of the things I have always tried to do is I want to I wanna take care of myself. Mm-hmm. So I would think that I was doing that. I'd make time for right. hobbies or whatever the things I was doing. Um but then when I kind of pulled out of that season and I would look back, it was like, well, actually the things I, I was spending my time on, mm-hmm. they weren't really challenging me or growing me or enriching me in Amazon. any com. way. Right. It's just <laughs> stuff to like just kind of drone out and, yeah. and just kind of space out. It's the same thing where it's like there's all this busyness mm-hmm. and activity. And so you just kind of figure out a way to unplug. Um so I was kind of in, in that spot and, and then the real beauty and those kind of the other half of this question is a season where, um, you, you feel like you've doing a great job of taking care of yourself. Yeah. It has been this season of the last few months where it's really, um, an intentionality with my time. Yeah. Like if, like whatever I'm going to spend my time on, um, even if it's my personal me time, yeah. I'm just trying as best I can to make it really efficient yeah, and something totally. that's really valuable. Um, and then it just has a bunch of natural fruit. Like I, I would find myself in, in kind of the season where I'm not doing great. Um, you know, they're just, there's kind of a sense of regret with that. Like, totally. Oh, I know how I spent that time yep. or I watched Netflix for like four hours. You went through a whole season. That's such a waste. Like mm-hmm. that feels mm-hmm. like that doesn't even feel that. good on the inside. Yeah. Um, as opposed to maybe listening to a podcast that's challenging me or reading a book that is interesting me or what, you know, whatever those things are. Um, so even I would say from and, – and it's part of the reason why we've highlighted this segment is what happens when you do a great job taking care of yourself. I think there's kind of a natural um, energy and, 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 and a real like fervence that comes out of that that has happened for me in mm-hmm. this season. So it's kind of like um, the thing I say all the time but just like the proof is in the pudding. Yep. It's very easy to see that um, the things that I've been investing myself in in this season to take care of myself – just energizes me and, and gets me pumped up to dive into more things. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's awesome. And I think, I mean, it really, where there's some struggle, you know, it, and if you can get yourself out of the struggle, mm-hmm. it feels like all of a sudden you can find that breakthrough that is always waiting for us. Yeah. That's probably my most frustrating thing is I'm like, you know, I could have probably made this go a little bit faster. Oh, yes. 
Yeah. Had I not been so yep. stubborn or lazy yep. or distracted or whatever it is. So yeah, that's just my two cents there is if you feel like you're in that spot of being uh, on the verge of breakthrough, just go find the Lord and figure out what it is that you need to shift because yeah. it's usually it's right there. Yeah, it's true. And it's, so. it, it always seems so obvious on the other side because yeah. in some ways the adjustments are, are kind of simple. I mean, it's not easy to, you know, turn the direction a boat is headed, but mm-hmm. once you kind of do it, there's a ton of momentum in it, which totally. is what we're saying. It's like, once you dive into it, it actually energizes you and you want to, you want to lean in that direction, but it's in, you're seeing excited. it is hard. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Seeing, seeing it's it so hard. hard. So hard. Yeah. So we want to just tell you a little bit about some other fun things since it is Christmas. We talked about all the different things that we love in the beginning of the podcast. But um, at Loving on Purpose, we get to do things every year, which is we usually have bundles. And it can vary from stuff on the Life Academy to our book sales to our uh, different material that we've got for you. Um, but this year I've decided that, um, well, when I say I, I mean, I asked permission. <laughs> and that's the real truth of it <laughs> is if we could highlight and do, um, a bundle of some kind for the children's books, because obviously coffee kids and crazy, we have, um, this kid stuff. So, if you didn't know this, uh, Loving on Purpose has three kids' books, and they are all based off of um, my childhood and my brother's childhood. So you should buy, obviously, The Chicken Coop Kid because it's the best one. <laughs> um, there is a running joke on whose book is selling the best out of us three kids, yeah. of course, yeah. naturally. Yeah. But um, it's really fun. They're great books, and they are... Um, they're not doused in, in Christianity or, or scriptures. So if you want to give them away to friends that aren't saved there, it's just really um, teaching tools and, um, you know, core principles of, of taking good care of yourself and empowering kids and different things like that. So it, they're really, really great. So my story is the chicken coop kid. Uh, Levi's story is one of those days. And Taylor's story is shorts in the snow. So, um, <laughs> They are all fun. I actually just read Shorts in the Snow to Lincoln last night, and it was I was laughing because I was literally having the moment where I was reliving the actual event, <laughs> not just the story, but like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember. Like, I remember this. this. Yeah. You so. were very cold. <laughs> I, he was very cold. I was nicely yes, bundled, yes, but um, yes. I mostly remember Levi hitting me in the face with a snowball as I walked out the front door. Which, oh, yeah. That's always yeah. fun. Yeah, we grew up in Mount Justice, so we used to make snow caves, literally in tunnels. But I mean, so you guys had the snow experience. Yes, yes. only when we lived up there, though. Yeah. But not really. Yeah. I don't remember so much in Weaverville, but anyway. So yes, if you want any of those kids' books, you're going to go to loveyonpurpose.com. And um, but we do have some. I was thinking about Christmas music. That's true. We have some great friends who've put mm-hmm. out some awesome Christmas music. Yes. Which um, is fun. But there are. There are two albums that are my favorite that that come from uh, people that we know really well. Yeah. Um, Kim Walker Smith has a record called When Christmas Comes. Yes, that's a fun And one. it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Bunch of um, orchestral strings yes, and a lot of classic songs. One? Oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's my favorite. It's amazing. Oh, my gosh. We just listened to that And one. Kim can sing. Mm, that so, girl knows you what know, she's doing. Yeah, she, she, can, she can do amazing stuff. So the Christmas songs, um, we love it. It was like the one thing. Mm-hmm. That, that album was actually in my car. 
for um, longer for than Christmas. Longer than Christmas. <laughs> and so Lucy would be requesting all the time, mm-hmm. like the Christmas album. So Doesn't it would be like, like Rudolph as well. She does yeah. some old, yeah. I mean, some yeah, kind they of hit fun. some of the classics yeah. on there. Um, and then Brian and Katie Torwall also have a, I think it's actually called Christmas EP. Oh, there you go. Um, so aptly titled. Yes. But they also have a collection of songs and they do some classic ones on there as well. So um, get in the spirit of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Go yeah. on and download those albums and um, you and, won't be sad. And just be merry and mm-hmm. filled with all the Christmas I joy. I think that when Kim's album came out, it too was you know how your phone randomly when you plug it in, like it'll sync to your car and it plays yeah. random. Kim forever her Christmas album would just play <laughs> all year long, and I had to like unclick download it from my cloud so it would because it was just the yeah. first thing that I don't know what. Oh, yeah, but it's lots something of fun. in the algorithm just liked her it songs. Just said she should be singing right yes. now. Yeah. Anyways, so fun. All right. So (laughs) now we're going to jump into our kids segment. Okay. So we have a question, Brittany. Mm -hmm. We're going to direct this at you. Oh, well, I hope to share this with you. Believe me. Um, But we had Sarah who actually wrote in and she, she has this question. She says, hi, Brittany. I'm absolutely devouring all of the loving on purpose teaching I can get my hands on. I cannot thank you all enough for the practical tips and wonderful insight. I do have some questions. She has some questions, Mm -hmm. obviously. Yes. Yes. Yeah. As do we all. And I would love your thoughts on, um, I have a very strong willed, highly emotional two and a half year old girl and also an eight month old girl. Fun or room has been working pretty well with my two and a half year old when she's whining or when she hits her sister, etc. What about when she tells a lie? For example, it seems more serious than it's no fun to tell a lie. I try to walk her through, um, you know, what that was that truth or was that not truth to help her process why it's not okay. How do I help her learn the consequence for this at such a young age and teach her that lying is unacceptable and to clean up the mess that she's made? Lying is like probably parents' biggest button that mm-hmm. I have. I think they just are terrified that it's going to become this evil thing that overtakes their child. Right. Um, so, Sarah, I would just suggest that, you know, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay because your daughter is only two and a half. So she is discovering kind of the, I want this, I'm going to take this. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm going to pretend like you didn't see me with chocolate on my face while asking me <laughs> if I ate the cookie. No, I didn't eat yeah, the cookie. No. no, I don't I don't even know where the cookies are. We, we don't have yes. cookies, mom. So, I mean, I think what you're doing is really great practice in that, um, you know, asking her those questions that are truth or not the truth. I would also kind of implement the you know, instead of asking when you already know the answer, that's one thing that I always say is like, if you know your kid stole the cookie, if you know your kid uh, hit the child or whatever, I would say, I would approach it differently and say, oh, that doesn't feel good when you hit brother mm. or sister or when you yeah. eat the cookie when mommy said not to. And they say, I didn't. You say, probably so. I would use those one-liners. Because mm. again, I if I'm trying to catch you in a lie, I should ask and offer that your mature two and a half year old self yeah. will know how to handle because they're, they don't want to get in trouble. Like that's the big right. thing. They don't want to yeah, get in trouble. Exactly. And so, you know, it's not, this is what did Adam and Eve do? They, they lied. Right. Cause we don't want to get in trouble. 
So um, we have sin on the earth for that reason from Eve. Thank you and Adam. But the reality is that, you know, it's just them trying to avoid trouble. trouble. So learning to teach them that you're a safe place to fail in front of mm-hmm. and um, that failure doesn't control your love and being able to handle when they make a mistake that's scary. That those are all really good. This is like practicing level for this. Yep. Um, and so again, I would ask, you know, why did you eat the cookie when mommy told you not to? And if they start to lie, I'd say, oh, that would be sad if that were true. Hmm. So do you want to tell me the truth or do you want to sit in your room until you're ready to tell the truth? Because you already know the truth. And, um, you know, give them that choice if they say, but I didn't, but I didn't. And you say, okay, no problem. Do you want to walk or do you want me to carry you to your room? And then you proceed on with those choices. Say in that moment, they decide to tell you the truth. Because this happened with Lincoln. I know he's not two and a half, but he was five. And he lied about throwing rocks over the neighbor's fence. And the neighbor came over with a pile of rocks. And, um, I, you know, I said to Lincoln, I said, so you threw rocks over the fence? He goes, no. <laughs> Which then the girls are staring him down like you were right. lying. Yeah. And we all We're know. not taking the heat for this. Yeah. Buddy. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that they did not. So yeah. I said, Oh yeah. buddy, do you want to try that again? And he, and I just sat down with him. I got down low to his eye level and just, um, tried to lower that anxiety and fear of that. I'm going to be a punisher to him. Right. Right. And, um, that's when he just lost it crying. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, I said, what do you think that, you know, the neighbor's afraid of? And the neighbor had expressed that he had grandbabies and Lincoln through tears said that I'm going to hurt his babies, you know? So here he is. So again, I start with asking different questions is one thing. Um, work really hard on creating that safe place, lowering the anxiety and, and getting rid of the, the feeling that you're going to be the punisher. Right. Which is hard when they're that little because you're just, you're constantly doing this. Yeah. Yes. So, so I understand that. So I would just adjust some of your language. Um, but really you're just in the land of practicing and, mm. um, you know, this confronting that, that lies are not okay. And, and I would talk about how it, it hurts your heart when she lies yeah. to you. Um, it, it makes mommy feel sad that you would lie and not tell me the truth. And, and part of the cleaning up the process, you know, they're ready to be fun or tell the truth, come out of your room. You say that really hurts when you tell mommy you didn't eat the cookie when you did. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I would walk through that process. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing, and that's uh, one of the things that I saw with my daughter. Um, tons of breakthrough in the area was using that emotional language mm. of just because there is that anxiety. I, yeah. <laughs> are you going to be a liar? Is this it? Is this? Well, that's why know? adults lie. Is yeah, they're afraid exactly. There's a punisher, right? I mean, if a cop pulls any right, of us over right. on the highway, but, are you speeding? Um, and so yep. we all have that kind mm-hmm. of guttural reaction where we we hesitate in telling the mm-hmm. truth or, or we would maybe not want to. So obviously kids who are just discovering this whole world, yep. that's some of the language that they're using to, to navigate it. So, but doing that with my daughter that, uh, you know, it actually feels sad when you, when you don't tell totally. me the truth. Um, and because we have a connection that matters to her, she doesn't want to make me feel sad. Right. So it usually redirects the behavior anyway, without, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously the, the tools are, are super essential, but yeah, I've, I've really loved, even in just my connection with my daughter, being able to share something like that. I feel sad when you don't tell me the truth. Totally. Um, cause that is my heart. That is actually part of what's going on. I right. feel sad. I feel anxious. Mm-hmm. And when I can communicate those things, um, it kind of lowers the anxiety for both of us. Yeah. So. And I think that's, you know, removing the mad 
mm-hmm. is really important. Um, you know, cause you're not really mad. There's something else going on and you need right. to find what that other emotion is. Normally you're hurt, um, or sad. There's, there's, that's normally the root of your mad, but, uh, mad doesn't require vulnerability. And so I think that's why we introduce it because it doesn't, doesn't require me to get down low and tell you that that was painful because if I tell you that was painful and you ignore that pain, then it just hurts even more. Right. So, and again, you are in the land that you want to be in, um, with practicing these tools because my kids had no hope, but to have this (laughs) as their life, unfortunately, but I'm so excited because they're great kids. My kids are awesome. And it's because I we started building this culture when they were really young. Yeah. And so it'll pay off. You just keep in the game. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Your daughters are going to be wonderful. You sound like a great mom that really wants to do this well. So well done. Yeah. And you're teaching values. You're teaching yeah. beautiful values to your to your daughter. And they really, they really do start to stick. Although it doesn't maybe yeah. feel like <laughs> it in the moment. <laughs> right. They're still maybe lying about the cookie, but it really does start to stick. You're giving them a beautiful framework. Um, so you're doing a great job. Yes, you are. So um, we're going to go to crazy, the crazy Christmas season. Um, and I thought it would be funny to just talk about, you know, the really hot topics of Christmas. Mm. Yes. Um, you know, and all the mythical creatures that come with all these fun holidays, um, <laughs> you know, not just Christmas, but Christmas feels like one of the larger one. So with that being said, Derek, do you believe in Bigfoot, the tooth fairy, the Easter bunny and good old St. Nick? What oh, do you do? Yes. Yes. Um, well, Bigfoot, I mean, it depends on who you talk to, right? That's um, And if you live near Redwoods, I Right, if like. you live near Redwoods, then you, you, you've clearly seen it. But I think if there is a Bigfoot, he probably works for Santa. That would be my guess. He helps we'll get all the things that elves yes. can't reach. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's actually funny because this whole, this whole topic um, for my wife and I was like a massive stressor. Oh. Like n- trying to navigate, like, are we going to tell our daughter about Santa? Lie. Talking Lie. about lying. We're talking about lying, <laughs> right? And that this was literally like I, I was having a... Um, just like a moral breakdown. I'm like, how do I tell my daughter not to lie? And then I'm going to like, then I'm going to lie. Do this elaborate lie. This like, we're going to do an elf on the shelf and he's going to sneak around the house and and mess stuff up. (laughs) And you know, just this massive elaborate lie. Um, but then we both kind of, we both kind of look back and we're like, you know, even though it was kind of a hard thing to find out Mm -hmm. the truth, um, it was such a magical experience, mm-hmm. just believing in those things and kind of the excitement surrounding yeah. it. And I also think there was really no option for us not to be like a diehard Christmas celebration family because I think genetically my wife is part elf. <laughs> it's probably in there somewhere. She's like she's she a little is, tall for an elf. She's a little tall for an elf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is where she she misses out. She wouldn't totally fit in at mm-hmm. the North Pole, but. Um, she, she is like crazy for Christmas. She is. I, and it's I funny because we were talking this. about Christmas music, but when it's like the season, when whenever that is, I think it's pretty much like on Thanksgiving, after she'll start Halloween, to play Christmas music. Yeah, after it's Halloween, legal. it's good to go. And once the Christmas music starts, it does not stop. But then if it plays like one day after Christmas, she can't stand it. Oh, just like I there's an immediate I know that about her. shutdown. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Which it's is funny because like, for me, I'm like, oh, we're in the Christmas mode. I just want to yeah. stay in this. Uh-huh. I'm I'm finally like remembering three. all the lyrics again. <laughs> this is awesome. So yeah, she kind of 
she kind of shuts it down. But, mm-hmm. um, but we have, we've done, we've done Santa, we've done the Easter bunny. Mm-hmm. My daughter just lost a tooth. So oh, yes, we, so we did fairy the tooth thing. fairy, mm-hmm. which is also funny because we didn't have like a, a prize or anything mm-hmm. ready. And so, um, Becky in like a last ditch effort, she hops online and prints out like a, a tooth fairy receipt. Of course she did. Yeah, she finds a whole thing, and I and I just remember looking at her. She, she is part elf. Yeah, she is. That's what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. It's this thing. All of a sudden, I was I was like, we'll just have to come up with an excuse <laughs> and do no something one has later. Anymore. Right? Yeah, they can't do a quarter. The kids will just reject it. It's like, what happened They're to like, the what tooth is fairy? This? And um, so she, yeah, I was like, wow, you just go above and beyond with yes, your tooth fairy and receipts. And yes, it's we'll just give level. a shout out to Becky. You go over and beyond in all things. She does. She does. That's funny. So what about you? What has been, what are the things? Well, I think I'm with you on, you know, my whole upbringing, I think, was always Santa Claus. There was no Bigfoot. I actually didn't even really know that people believed in Bigfoot until I became an adult and I met a few grown people, grown men that yeah. hunt Bigfoot. So, <laughs> um, I don't know that I believe that Bigfoot's real. Um, tooth fairy, Easter bunny, all those things happened. I think that one of the biggest things that happens with Christians is that, um, they're afraid to celebrate it because it feels like it takes away from, mm-hmm. you know, the true meaning. Right. And, um, which, you know, I would say, that there is definitely that risk that mm-hmm. you don't, um, that your kids don't grow up knowing, you know, what the real story of Christmas is, or, you know, it's not about a bunny or even <laughs> right. close to about a bunny on right. Easter. Um, but I remember, you know, my parents, obviously we had Santa Claus, everything. And my mom actually has a Santa Claus tree. Oh yeah. Which means that it's every ornament on there is just Santa Claus, Santa Claus in every form oh, wow. that it could be. Um, so, but I also remember them telling me about St. Nicholas Mm -hmm. as well as uh, the real person. And, um, which I think for me kind of made it more legal. The Easter bunny is just a bit of a stretch. I, we don't even do the Easter bunny as much as we just hide a basket. I've never made the connection (laughs) from what the bunny and the eggs have to do, but Hey, because bunnies don't lay eggs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think for me, um, St. Nick and all of that because of being a real person and, and just generosity. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where I remember that. And then Santa Claus. Uh, they didn't get as extreme as what I've heard, like uh, people putting boot prints like in the living room. Yeah, um, That was never quite what we did. But um, I think that if you have, like Lincoln kind of missed out on the mystery of Santa Claus because mm-hmm. he's got older siblings right. and they've definitely not let him ride that quite as long. <laughs> that's for sure. But, um, I, I honestly, you know, I, I love the wonder of heaven. Mm-hmm. And for me, it feels like when you let your kids have this magical experience, it kind of sparks their imagination to yeah. like, what is the wonder of heaven then? If Santa right. Claus is so cool, what is Jesus like? Yeah. What is heaven yeah. like? So that so that's how we've actually referenced it. Like if yeah. you think that, you know, Santa Claus knows everything that you could ever desire, what do you think Jesus does? You oh, know, yeah. which when I say that and their little face starts like pondering like, like wait a minute. Oh, like he's 
better. He's better than Santa Claus. Totally. Yeah. So yeah. that's what has been kind of fun was when you create this experience and then that mystery and wonder that they've learned to love about Santa Claus just gets knocked up a notch, you know, and yeah. they're like, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's awesome. That's such a great approach because I know e- even when we first started the Santa Claus thing, it was um, – we were like, okay, she really, really, really likes Santa Claus, <laughs> but we really, really want you to like really love Jesus. <laughs> right. So we're trying to figure out how to navigate that. But it was funny because the, the first few years there was a lot of fun around that. And, um, but then kind of naturally, because, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about Santa Claus for a month, we talk about Jesus all the time. So yeah. there, there was obviously this kind of turning of the tides moment where, yeah. where it did click. And so now at even just at five, it's like, the whole season of Christmas has a much more beautiful Mm -hmm. Christ-centered framework, but Santa's still involved. Yeah, they're partners. So is Elf on the Shelf. He's still showing up, you know. Yep, all those great things. Yeah. Okay, guys, well, that is the conclusion of the Christmas extravaganza Mm -hmm. that you just experienced. Yes, the the Coffee Kids and Crazy Christmas extravaganza. But um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And we hope you have an incredible Christmas. It's been so fun just to talk about the season and share some of our uh, parenting mishaps and and victories with you guys. Uh So, yes. But um, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard and want more resources, make sure you check out the lovingonpurpose.com website along with jesusculture.com.